0: Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Do you think
1: it's because my my internet is that bad?
2: It probably is, yeah.
1: Turn your camera off and turn it back on. Hmm. How do I do that? Down in the bottom, it says "Stop Video." Okay. Now start video. <laughs> great. Now this you're Ray Charles.
0: Another one. <laughs> do oh, it again. Damn it, Brent! I'll be there in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: at least so it's we have, have audio. an easy okay. one this week. What's that?
0: Uh, it's going to be. This is actually great because. I can hide my face and still and still make it funny because it's going to be bad.: <laughs> The snow on the screen. I don't know if you guys are recording the snow on my screen. I'm recording all three of us right now, audio and video. But it, it, to me, it's, actually, it's really, really funny, and if you're a good video editor, you can make that funny. You know You could have made me hide my face funny as well.: but as long as <laughs> So this good... is
2: actually completely unintentional, so that's kind of interesting. Which makes it funny to me. To me. <laughs>
0: and it's at my expense. Fair. Because it means that my internet is shit because I am a poor... Okay. Your, oh,
2: your,
1: wait. your Obama phone doesn't have a camera on it? No, I'm on my laptop. I know, but your Obama <laughs> phone doesn't have a camera on it? Oh, my Obama
0: phone... You probably have my flip Obama... phone still, don't you? My Obama phone has AOL Instant Messenger. Uh, How can rip? do that.
2: <laughs> we're good. And uh... We should probably just start instead of talking about how, ba- how badly it's going already, so <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of the Making Labs podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. And since it is an absolute blizzard outside and nobody can go anywhere except for Phil, who is in Florida, uh, nobody is sitting next to me. Instead, everybody is on remote uh, mm-hmm. link up. So yes, not sitting next to me is my brother Jesse Gleason, which you actually can't see his video because it's not working because his internet is from the Stone Age. Hello, Jesse. Hello. everyone. up.
1: Hello,
2: everyone. And because <laughs> he's in the dark by himself, it would just creepy am. and it's d- disturbing. Uh, I'm a little scared. So, all right, I'm going to introduce Phil. Phil is our Florida connection. Hello, Phil. What's up? <laughs> Jesse, why are you playing music at the same time as me? You goddamn oh. amateur! <laughs> oh,
0: because I thought we would change it to, to to this one this week.
2: No, 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 no. This this does not change. We do not change this song for Phil at all, and I'm letting it run oh, because I, I don't care. Okay, that's I thought for "bitches
0: that. ain't shit" is appropriate, especially with that sexy bitch behind him.
2: Oh, jeez, yeah, I forget about the car. Yeah, Phil and has women. Phil has actual race. Cars. What women wear? I don't see any on he shows, his video. Shows
0: the car over the women. Women? Where? Well, he chose the car over the woman.
1: Yeah, pinky's out, Brent. For what
2: I'm drinking, I have to put it out because it's the only alcohol in my house. I forgot to walk across the street to the closed liquor store in the snow today what's what's the drink
1: of choice tonight
2: uh the cheapest possible wine that i had in the house and that's uh, pretty pathetic but i mean it is what it is it's all i got i got nothing else i drank all the vodka i drank all my beer i drank everything else it's a blizzard i well, can't do anything cheers uh, i guess so right jesse's in the dark so he can't do anything. Not cheers
1: anything. pinkies up. cheers
2: this is, by the way, if anybody can't tell and they're listening to this instead of watching it on YouTube, this will be the first episode that we are going to be on YouTube. So congrats to us. Thanks, Sid. Uh, we will this be on the Vault production. This is
1: the Vault first episode that's going on in YouTube?
2: This is the first one, yes. The this first. Episode? This is the first full episode that will be airing on YouTube, yes.
1: Yep, and you fucked it up, Jesse. <laughs> but, 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 but. Nobody but, wants to see
0: you anyway. I, yeah, that's true. I your did face looks a like favor. your race
1: car. Oh. I have a
0: face for radio. Yeah, as they say. It does. It does. And you know what? I'm glad. <laughs> That's fine. My time is passed.
2: Yeah, it's all you good. Yeah. You so, see,
0: in Connecticut, you know, you know something? I just want to say something about Florida, okay? And Phil, free. you're going to like this, okay? And uh, you see... Whenever you hear somebody say, "Oh, I couldn't live in Florida. I need to have all the four seasons." Well, guess what? Okay, guess what? Florida has seasons. They just skip all the shitty ones.
2: That's
1: true. I mean, it's 42 degrees here right now, I believe.
2: What's it in your garage right now?
1: Uh, right now probably about
2: 50-ish. I would pay money for 50. Like, it's not it's not bad. I I you know what? I got um, propane tank filled at my local hardware store, and it only lasted like a week. It, like three, I went in there three times, and the thing's already. It's a forty-pound tank. The thing is huge. Well, not huge, but it's pretty big. It's already out. I'm like, what the hell? I must have got shorted or something. But it hasn't been that cold. I mean, co- well, okay, it has been. It's been like single goddamn digits. I'm just trying to be as nice as possible, and I can't <clears throat> do it. No, huh? I Whoops. just
0: got done plowing my driveway because. This is the only time I could have done it. Mm. So I look miserable, wet and cold, with boogers hanging out. So
2: yeah, I did I'm snowboarding so earlier, and I came and, inside, I and I was work. completely soaked. So
1: <laughs> I, I washed my die. truck, went to the store, hung out outside for a little bit. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <I'm> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I snorted.
2: Uh, oh. Shit. Who put me at the controls of this thing anyway? All right, so... I'm sorry. Yeah, so we're all just bitching about the snow. It's been snowing literally all day. My kid had the day off of school, which is a complete travesty because he technically didn't have the day off of school. Nowadays, they have distance learning on, school, on snow days. You're, you don't get away from school when it snows anymore. How sad is that? What is distance learning... It's learning on a computer from home. Your teacher literally dials you up on Google Meet or whatever the hell they have, and you all meet up in one room, and you learn <laughs> like you're in the classroom, but you're at home.
1: So, so basically, what, they, have to, they have to go to school like I did when I was in school every single day.
2: Because
1: um, I never had snow
2: days in Florida. Yeah, you didn't have snow days. Up here, we had the magic of snow days. It was great because Question. you know when it snowed, the buses didn't run the tr- the uh school just closed and we all went sledding and said fuck school. Ha, fuck you school, you know? And now, guess what? Now they don't. And it's tragic for them because it used to be a little mini vacation for us. It was a little stress reliever. It was amazing. What if you
0: have a tree fall down on the snow on the lines or whatever? What if you have like shitty internet like I do and you can't even see the video because you're a poor piece <laughs> of shit.
2: That
0: lives um, on a 400-foot driveway that can't afford a $5,000 internet install.
2: Um, I guess you're... What to
0: those kids?
2: I guess you're sh- you're probably one of those Amish people that's self-taught in homeschools anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Because you don't have internet. How do you know about school? You don't know what school is. Right.
0: so I'm doomed to have a child that's going to be like a social retard. Um, uh,
2: You're
0: going to uh, have a child? you
2: probably, probably already, already got have one.
1: two or three.
2: Fair know. point. <laughs> I can't They're wait.
1: All World Series babies.
2: No, I can't wait for the day that uh, one of St. them. St. Paddy's Day. You know, it's probably getting close to the time where Jesse's supposed children get old enough to get their own uh, DNA checking Uh-oh, account. Oh, I lost you. And then, uh, oh, well, he'll come back.
0: I ain't not even do anything.
2: <laughs> He's back. Oh, Uh well, No. I- um, but anyway, it's go, it's getting to be about the time where Jesse's kids, supposed kids, are going to be of age where they get their own ancestry account and find him. So I'm like sitting here like this, like waiting for it. I can't wait because the drama is going to be so thick. It's going to be amazing.
0: I know. Right now they would be like 15 or 16 probably now, so I'm just like getting closer to the deadline. St. Patrick's Day was a while ago. <laughs>
2: those poor mulatto oh. children. I salute them. They had to grow up without their dad.
0: I know, but your mom was still pink on the inside. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> this uh, derailed really quickly. Anyway, I like roast beef. I like this, roast beef. I it's like. It's going beef. down like
1: the Hindenburg.
0: I don't like roast beef with oil. I like it with mayonnaise.
1: Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> I need to go throw up now. I am yes, I am also. I uh, no bread. Huh? Don't
0: like yeast. Without bread. No yeast. All right,
1: so next topic. So anyway,
2: Anyway. I I was working on the old race car today, and I got a few things done, and I'm like, sweet. So I completely reconfigured the exhaust on the car. I got all that done, and then I'm like, sweet. I got something really big done. I walk over to the whiteboard to mark it off. It wasn't on the whiteboard. I'm like, oh, how defeating is that to do something that took a lot of time and to go to mark it off, and there's nothing even there. It's like, damn it all. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else runs into that kind of problem.
0: I don't have a whiteboard yet, so... Oh. You have organization? Well... I just see something, and of. hopefully I for, I remember it.
2: I mean, kind of. I kind of have organization. And, you know, mostly it's in my head, but I'm like, I can't trust that anymore because I'm getting too old, and now my memory doesn't work. I don't think it really worked anyway, but to be fair. Anyway.
1: I write out lists.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm slowly going through my stuff and I'm selling some things here and there and I got somebody coming by on Sunday to pick up some parts so that'll get a little bit more tire money in the funds so that'll be good I mean any any little money here and there is going to be good for at least you know one race where I blow all of it but
1: <laughs> what was
2: the tire they're throwing you guys on
1: this year isn't it the 790
2: yes they are throwing us on the 790 I wonder if I can leave the WebEx meet and go to something else <laughs> Anyway, uh, your,
1: camera, your camera just died.
2: Oh, good. Well, because I got to look at my notes, so um, I'm recording myself, so it's okay. Sid doesn't need my <laughs> WebEx. So, all right, so I got to get back on track here. So, anyway, Sid, speaking of Sid, um, there was some uh, not really... I wouldn't call it drama because it hasn't really done anything and it's absolutely of no consequence yet, but he informed me that the the theme song for this podcast. He ran it through Shazam, which he always does before he posts a video because he doesn't want any copyright infringement or something. And it came up to this song called Pool or something by a group called or person called, whatever they want to be named as, Fresh Crystal. And I'm like, he's like, oh, we got to drop that song and we're going to get popped for uh, copyright. I'm like, how the hell could we possibly get popped for a copyright? I said, I created this goddamn theme song, okay, on, what was it called? Apple, thinking of it, Apple GarageBand. Yeah, that's what it's Garage called Band. because it comes on It comes on iPhones, so you get to, you get like a version of GarageBand that you can tool around with stuff. I've even plugged my guitar into GarageBand because I've got an iRig and I can just plug my guitar into it and it can be like a, a mini amplifier. It's pretty cool. Um, and you, re- you can record and shit. But I, made, I just kind of pushed a bunch of little stupid buttons and just made a song and just slapped it on there. I'm like, good, that'll be royalty free. I don't have to have any issues. So now Shazam is telling me that this theme song that we want to use for the podcast on YouTube is supposedly made by somebody else. And you go to like, iTunes or whatever and you listen to the song, it sounds exactly the same. I'm like, God damn it. Like, they didn't change a (laughs) note. They didn't change anything. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If they didn't change anything, and it sounds the same because I didn't change anything, then we're not going to get in any copyright problems because these are Apple loops. Plus, I'm going to win this argument every time. You look at their album, and I put this in quotes because they're losers, uh, and they released it on January 1st, 2020. Now, I made that song... And released it with the first episode of the podcast, which was released on December eighteenth, twenty nineteen. So mine was released first, and it's—I'm not going to claim to be a music, uh, you know, a musician or anything. I just pushed a couple buttons on a cell phone and made a stupid song that was supposedly royalty free. So if anybody comes after us for copyright infringement, look, it'll be really, really stupid. But I wanted to at least mention it first before we got into anything. So beyond the look that. we have to
1: worry about it there's only like thirteen people that listen to us anyway, so no ah, whatever,
2: but I'm just saying i it would I found it really interesting because it's like how could I possibly be in trouble for copyright infringement when I made it myself like it just doesn't make sense i I don't know, but I found that to be interesting, so okay, there goes my camera again um. If if we need a new
1: theme song, I'll go in my studio and chug on the guitar a little bit and hit a couple drums, and
2: we'll be good. Okay, cool. So uh, <laughs> just to make sure that somebody else hasn't written it f- um, after you did
1: <laughs> and then tried to
2: sell your shitty album that you pushed a bunch of buttons on your cell phone for $5 on iTunes. My
1: luck, it'll be like Metallica song or something, and Lars will be coming after me.
2: Yeah, he'll sell you, Napster, sue you for. Bad. <laughs> he'll sue you for a fucking million dollars. <laughs> That'd be great. Anyway, uh, why don't we actually do some like racing news? Um,
0: yes. What do you say we start the show?
2: Yeah, let's start the show. Uh, Fifteen minutes into it. Uh, <laughs> so there were some comments made earlier this week by Doug Kobe to Speed 51com dot about the uh, failures or the the shortcomings, I should say, of the ladder system in, uh, let's just, he pinpoints it to NASCAR's national series, but I would say it's a little more broader approach Is probably all of short track racing. Obviously, I'm not going to read the entire article and, you know, rip off Speed 51 because I don't want them coming after me too, but um, basically he said, I've honestly never been contacted about anything beyond the modifieds. Um, You guys know how this world works. We're trending further in the direction of, let's just say it's not necessarily the best short trackers getting the opportunities at the highest levels of the sport. Now, honestly, he's really kind of preaching to the choir here. And uh, I believe that there's, there's probably been issues with the ladder system in short track racing to the top levels of racing for quite a long time. And I honestly don't have an answer for it. I mean with, we could spend hours and hours on end discussing the topic, but I've taken a more of a defeatist approach to say that you'll probably never change it from what it is now, and you'd have to completely overhaul all of racing in order to change it back to a way in which you'd probably be more, um let's just say, friendly to having talent be more of a uh, draw than money would. So it, again, this is a discussion topic that would take a whole lot of effort. And I mean, I don't know what you guys would think, but I it's not an easy fix. I really don't feel like it no, is. No,
0: it's been broken for years. It's been broken since probably is really really started to come through in about the 70s. Is when I was going to say that uh it was starting to become noticeable that guys were more or less uh buying rides as opposed to uh, bringing it themselves the cost of racing has gone up and up and up and up and up uh the, the level of competitiveness has gone up and up and up as well um i i want to give you like an example of uh like say of uh jeff gordon uh jeff gordon wanted really wanted to race in indy cars and race the indy 500 when he was tearing it up in the Midwest with. Uh, Uh, Midgets, sprints silver crowns he could he was kicking ass okay, but he really wanted to go to IndyCars, but um, Even Jeff Gordon who was uh, never really had a real job and all that good stuff uh, Even his family didn't even have enough money to send him towards the south and whatnot so he was able to you know take his success on the on the dirt tracks And Parley arrived to, actually, he had to go to Cup because it was cheaper for the break-in, and it was also, uh, yeah, the cost of running cars were less expensive than it was to run cart in any car and everything else of that nature. So he wasn't quite a legacy like an Andretti or an Unser or a Pancho Carter or, you know, (laughs) And his half-brother, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, that's all right. No, well, get but you know what time. I'm getting. What's that?
2: I said, yeah, we we kind of get it. But it's, I think a lot of that had to do with not only uh, cost of getting in, but also exposure. Because if you're racing lower levels of open-wheel racing, you're not really getting anywhere near the exposure you would get for running uh, lower-tier uh, NASCAR stuff. Like, if you're running... Let's just, or full fendered stuff, I should say. I mean, you could get more exposure running ARCA than you probably could running a, I don't know what, a a lower tier, uh, like a SCCA style open wheel car that's a feeder series up to IndyCar. Um, And then you could move up to, well, back then it was Bush Grand National, and you could get, they had TV, you know, they had full on TV, like you could get exposure. So I think it had a lot to do with that too, so...
1: There's just no ladder system anymore. Everybody just likes to take the elevator. It drives me nuts.
2: Well, the cost of it's, racing is so it's, high. You know, it's, it's just like you have to have money.
1: But I mean, even it's at the local control. levels. Oh, yeah. It's a disaster even at the local levels. You got guys going from Legends cars to Super Late Models and Tour Mods. Like, race a street stock. Race something that's actually hard to drive. Learn racecraft and then move up so you don't tear up clips and ruin fucking cars and destroy someone else's pocketbook. Like, it's just ridiculous. It drives me absolutely up a wall. I'd like to say something that uh, George
0: Carlin said back in the 70s because it kind of relates because everything else was starting to come in back then in the 80s. And what he said was, it's a big, giant club and you ain't in it. That's
1: the
2: truth also, um
0: it goes with many different things,
2: yeah, also, um, a lot of these people consider the idea that you have to be young in order to be successful in the sport because you need to be able to get a foothold early and then cement your place and uh draw attention to yourself that way like look at look at what Joey Logano did. I mean, he obviously came in with a ton of money, he stayed there for a long time, probably cost a lot of money uh, and just kept drawing exposure and exposure to himself. And now he's got, you know, corporate sponsors tied to him and he's successful. I mean, it took him a good decade at least to be at least competitive enough to draw that kind of sponsorship. But again, he's now got probably a long, long career ahead of him, obviously, but that's what all these dads think that their kids are going to do when they're, you know, 13 14 racing super late miles it's like okay let's get them in there as fast as possible we don't need no ladder we're just wasting time so they just typically just throw them right in a car and hope for the best
0: yeah and that and nascar uh promotes this kind of in a way NASCAR, all of racing, kind of promotes it in this way because a younger driver must mean oh hey let's get a younger fan base well that's not always the case
2: no it's not it's not at all
1: well that's I think in a lot of ways too, and I'll get shit on for even saying this, but I think Jeff Gordon is in a way to blame for some of this because he was so young when he came to NASCAR. And it kind of changed the the viewpoint of a lot of owners where they were going after these guys that were 35, 36 years old that were in the prime of their career moving them up to cup at that point. Now they're like, oh, a 20-year-old kid can go out there and do the same thing, and he's marketable.
2: But was it really. See, I agree
1: with Phil. Was
2: it really. I
1: agree his, with Phil
2: 100%. Okay, but was it really his fault that it changed, or was it the people who were hiring him that it's that fault?
0: Well, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's both the same his, thing. It's his right? fault by proxy, yeah. is what I yeah. think yeah. Phil is saying.
1: Right. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't blame Jeff Gordon directly, no, but Jesus, Brent, chug that shit down. There's
2: nothing yeah. left, man. It's it's essentially juice at this point.
0: I remember <laughs> I remember watching it back then and. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking to myself that that was definitely a landmark, like a watershed moment, and that's a definite turning point, point. and you were going to see a lot of what was to follow later. What,
1: what, what was Jeff Gordon's first year in Cup? Was it 93? Um, 1993. Yeah. I, I would, I would like, like to Drake's go was back, back. 1992. And, yeah, I'd like to go back and look at the field of cars that entered the 93 Daytona 500. And look at the age of the drivers without Jeff Gordon, then do the math of the age of the drivers with Jeff Gordon, average it out, and see what the difference is. I bet it's probably a 15-year age gap.
2: It probably is, like on average.
1: Probably uh, Dale Jarrett was no spring chicken,
0: and he won the Daytona 500 that year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he he was
1: clear in his 30s at least at that point. So yeah, he started in the 80s,
0: you know, struggling in the early 80s. And now you got
1: 12- and 13-year-old kids in super late models. Right. Yeah.
2: Which I don't even know why they allow the age restriction down that low. It used to be you couldn't even drive a race car at a racetrack unless you had a driving license because that was what the DOT rules were. I think that might just be for Connecticut, but it might have been everywhere. But now it's almost like, no, if you can pass a sanctioning body, like, well, if your check clears, basically <laughs> you can get a license. No, no. It's now basically... it's
1: if your feet can reach the pedals.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I don't, I don't like that. Like I don't. No,
1: not
0: at all. I I'd think hate there's... to see a cake get tark taken away in an ambulance. That's all I have to say.
2: No, it's not fun. It's not cool to watch. That.
1: I mean, I hate anybody, but that especially. I mean, well, it also kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Put them in a street stock. Let them learn how to drive something that sucks to fucking drive.
2: Hmm. And, and the thing is Agreed. also, um, I think that by doing that, yeah, I mean, there's a good point to putting someone in a crappy car at first. I mean, you're putting them in something that is a purpose-built race car from the start. They don't, they don't know anything but that, but they're also missing out, I feel like, on a lot of different types of, of driving characteristics and nuances that could actually serve them very well. Like, if you drive something that's shitty to drive it could help you if your car is driving shitty like these kids would probably spend tens of thousands of dollars to have the chassis manufacturer set their car up on a shaker rig and pull down rig and have perfect setup anywhere they go and have a team of people with you know all the equipment taking care of it for them and i think it's just it's it's building it's building less talent basically it's taking talent out of the sport i think you, you're, you're not honing your abilities to their fullest extent, in my mind. See, I, I
0: agree with that. And, uh, and uh, to expand on your point, the best drivers way back in the, what we call the, the day, the best drivers had a real feel with their equipment, meaning they knew their car inside and out. They could work on it. They could wrench it. They knew, okay, something's wrong with the right front. We need to change it over there. Or, hey, this isn't happening. We need to put a little wedge here, uh, maybe a little bit more spring. Everything. And now you, they don't have to do that. Now they have, to have, they have to call a guy, get a guy, pay a guy, pay the shot guy. Hey,
2: tell you them know, what it's imagine. doing. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, cars, cars lose coming out. Okay, where? Yeah. Turn four, mostly. Okay, that's all you have to know, and they just send it off to somebody else. They don't say, hey, I think this would be better, or hey, that would be better, or they even try to drive out of it. It's just, it's, again, it's, I think it's degrading the pool. You know what I mean? It's almost like diluting the gene pool, but of drivers.
1: Well, it doesn't teach them how to you know, line search either. No. Like, if your car sucks on the bottom, move up. Mm. See what happens. No one yeah. tries that anymore. It's all it's all bottom fader, fader, fader. Oops. Yeah, if your car is loose, enter in shallow.
0: And enter in a little bit shallow and see if it'll, it'll tighten up a little bit. Right. I don't yeah. want to do that. They're just a monkey. And then monkey, <laughs> monkey can drive it. That's how it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you, we could go on about this for hours and hours and hours. But I think that people kind of get our point yeah. on this. Does anybody have any you other? You know thing?
0: what I, my point is? I really wish my mom had fucked the rich guy. Sorry, Dad. I know you're dead <laughs> in the tabby, but you know I wish she'd just fuck the rich guy. Then it'd be bam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my bad. I'd be in. <laughs> Let me just point
1: out that that Sid is gonna have to hit the beat button a lot in this episode already. <laughs> I feel really bad for him. His fingers are gonna get really tired really quick.
2: Oh god, yeah, it's gonna sorry, be bad. Sid,
1: but but we use fuck like
0: it's a comedy. I can't. Sorry, Your Honor. I can't swear. With, Smoke I can't weed every day.
2: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I had to put that in there. I have to well, touch this sorry, thing at Honor. some point just to try to get us moving right. along, right? Anyway. Alright, so I got more racing talk. Uh, so I'm sure everybody's heard about Ryan Priest. It's come out a week before the Daytona well, two weeks before the Daytona five hundred, I think, right? That yeah, he's gonna uh, he's, he's gonna be running that's a
0: race day C T.
2: Uh yeah, but I would I would quote a lot of the race day C T article and send people to it, but it's on his Patreon account and unless you spend money you can't see it. Um, so I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Uh, Ryan Priest running 24 of 36 races, as speculated, in cup because of, let's be fair, a lack of funding and um, sponsorship. Um, I'm sure Ryan had many interesting and positive things to say about his situation, but I don't um, spend money for news articles. Uh, so um. This
0: is called a segue, a segue from the ladder system being broken to Ryan <laughs> Priest. Who is struggling against a ladder system that is broken?
2: Correct. Also, there were seven comments on that uh, article's release, but only one was visible. So that means it was probably deleted uh, by the poster. But anyway, um, that's not my business. <laughs> they, they were probably all—they com- were probably all complaining about it being uh, paid to, to, to read site, But anyway, um, so <laughs> so I mean that sucks. I mean, what are you going to do about it? You know you. I, The guy races his heart out to try to get up to the Cup Series, spends a lot of time trying to get up there, makes the right moves, gets a lot of experience in lower divisions, finally lands a ride. But let's be fair, that ride's not that great. And then what are you going to do with a, a ride that's not great if you can't outperform the equipment? You can't draw attention to yourself if you're not capable of drawing attention to yourself. If you're driving a shitty car and you finish outside the top 15, you think anybody noticed? Nobody's going to notice. So it's like he's really kind of beating against the tide, really. Um, like, I don't, I'm, I'll open it up to you guys. Like, what do you think?
1: I think it comes down to his performance last year, and I don't pin the performance solely on him. There was probably some situations he got himself in, and I mean all racers do it, where just a bad decision. But that car with him behind the wheel, they ran 10th to 20th almost 80% of the season. Mm-hmm. But Until the pit the, crew would fuck up and then send him yeah, back. Yeah, the, the pit crew would have him uh, have a mistake late and cost him a bunch of positions, or he would get involved in someone else's mess, and the, the results just weren't there at the end of the day, and I think the sponsors, and I mean, I've never dealt with sponsors on that high of a level, obviously, but I think the sponsors are probably looking at it and going, okay, this is what the results of his car is, this is what the results of Ricky Stenhouse's car is, and Ricky finished far better most of the time, but Ricky also has what 15 years of experience in the cup and Xfinity series. Yeah. A lot, you know, and he has a lot of experience tearing shit up too. So he knows what to do and what not to do. Ryan is still trying to figure it out and I'll give him a pass for that. Um, honestly though, I think he rushed into the cup series and He may have just taken an opportunity that was put in front of him, and I don't disagree with that because I would probably do the same thing. But at the same time, I just don't think it was the right situation for him. I wish there was a way he could have stayed with Gibbs in the Xfinity series or maybe gone to RCR or something like that and just spent a little more time in quality cars in the Xfinity series to maybe push himself to where... In 2022, when the new car comes out, who knows what these contracts are going to do for these other drivers. The Cup Series seems to be trending towards one-year contracts in a lot of situations with the Benedetto, Kieslowski, all of that stuff. So, I don't know. I, I mean... Me if I'm wrong, but is he running a bunch of Xfinity races next year, too? No, he's going to be running a lot with the Tour Mod, he said.
2: Okay. So, there's, there's one thing that I think people kind of don't understand when it comes to sponsorship sponsors don't look at how the car was running. They just look at a number on the paper. Like, if, right. you, if, if you finish 20th, but you were running 10th all day, you finish 20th. They don't care how you ran all day. They care how you finished. So that's kind of – I think that's a lot of what's playing into, like, the negative results for Ryan and, and his sponsorship um troubles and woes with that team, but – Again, you can't blame the guy for running with crap equipment and a pit crew that fucks up all the time. I mean,
1: no. Well, and he he took a chance on himself and he succeeded with it. Right. Just to get to the deep. Cup Series in the first place, so I don't blame him. I just he wasn't playing on this COVID shit either. Mm. No, that that definitely has hurt him. I think this year his results will be better, having a little bit of practice and qualifying. Um, and I honestly think, even though they're they're planning on twenty four of the thirty six races, I think he'll run the full season. He'll have some really good runs early on, maybe even contend for the Daytona five hundred and get some uh, extra sponsorship to to fund additional races.
2: Yeah, hopefully we can get something, Melts. You know, at <laughs> least at least more than what he's got. But I mean, that's not up to us. So. <laughs> It's gonna be up to him and finishing and whatever he can play for it, you know, and and whatever he can wheel and deal. But I don't think anybody's gonna be really going to bat for him. He's gonna to have to be on his own, I think. But and that's what
1: stay kind away of sucks. from Ricky Stenhouse. I, I think he's used to that, though. I mean, look, I mean, look what he's been doing with his with this with his mod.
2: Yeah, yeah he's kind of
1: flying solo with it. So I I think he'll come out in the end. He'll be fine.
2: So. I know that we've been speaking about uh Doug Kobe and Ryan Priest, but there's also going to be a race this weekend where Phil, Doug Kobe, and Ryan Priest are all going to be on the Vault Productions onboard series coming up uh I believe it starts on the fifth, correct at new uh, yeah.
1: yeah, so speed weeks down here starts on the fifth uh I'll be racing the fifth for a thirty five lapper. And then on the sixth, which is the race that we're gonna be doing the onboard series, that'll be a fifty lapper with time trials.
2: All right, so what are those guys doing? Um, what days are they gonna be uh, recording? I know you're gonna be hand in hand with whatever they're doing, so
1: yeah, I, well, I'm gonna be running the cameras for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have to look at the schedule that Sid sent me because I do not know the dates off the top of my head right now. I've been so focused on getting the car ready, getting the new trailer that I just bought ready. I just haven't even paid attention. I haven't even looked at the outline, the production outline that he sent me yet. <laughs> so Will you get I mean, the butterflies going yet? No. 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 I I mean, the first time I got in the car a few weeks back, uh, I mean, this is this is a big boy race car, and these are essentially a super late model with a 602 in it. So that was... I was nervous. Even my buddy Patrick, who used to own this car and who helps me, we had him on the show. Uh, he he was on the phone with someone, and we were standing there next to him. And he looked over at me, and whoever I don't know, I still don't know who he was on the phone with. He's like, I've known Phil for a long time, and I don't. He doesn't get nervous. He's usually a happy-go-lucky, outgoing guy. And he looked at me. He goes, He looks really nervous right now. So <laughs> I, I I was I was a mess the first time I got in his car, and then I went out there, and I, I was competitive times and i was like all right so thursday night or thursday night is practice friday like i said 35 lapper that's gonna be kind of a feel the car out get myself ready for the 50 lapper and then when we strap the cameras on i'm gonna try and put on a show but we'll see it's a tough field of cars and i think we're probably gonna have about 25 of the best guys in the state here so so, so. we'll see what happens see where i shake out
0: well felt uh Sid's view is going to be looking closely. We all are. You're going to have You're going to have us, the local media, the nation, and therefore the world. Hey, we'll have fun Paying with it. Paying attention to you. So uh, no pressure at all.
1: If I suck, I suck. It is what it is. That's racing.
2: Well, yeah, you can, every, anybody good. who wants to catch that can catch all of the racing live on, I believe it's going to be on NBC Track Pass. Uh, yes. Gold, NBC Gold Track Pass, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, oh, we used to get it for free on... What the fuck was that service called again? I don't even remember. Fans Choice. Fans Choice. Which is now NBC Sports Gold, which now it doesn't drop out at all, and now it works. So it's like, well, look, if you want 10 days of free entertainment, go sit in your room and jerk it alone. Have fun. Um, That's free. Go to Pornhub. Right. There you go. So there's your free 10 days of fun. But if you want to actually pay for somebody to do it the right way... Uh, go watch NBC Sports Gold Track Pass and watch the uh, New Smyrna World Series. I know I'll be watching for every damn night. So I'll be yeah.
0: watching it at your house. I got to figure out how to get you to tape it.
1: Features features roll off at seven thirty every night, so I gotta it gotta should wait be a good time.
2: I got to way to screen record, so maybe I can record it for Phil for him.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I know I can. I just got to have the internet on, but yeah, as long as do they do replays and whatnot. Like Sports Gold,
2: full... I believe they might. I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: yeah I think they, they save the replays down. for
2: a certain amount of time. I believe they do for cert- Yeah, I think they're like Speed Fifty One. They save them for a little bit.
1: Then uh, I could download the the,
0: the Speed Fifty One replay and uh, maybe hand it over to Sid with the onboard series and maybe insert enough where they won't <laughs> sue us.
1: They will. Well,
0: with your sh- with my internet with your internet because my shit
1: we're going to have nicola LaRose up in the grandstands with the the hand video camera as well so she'll be doing that in addition to the seven cameras we'll have on all the cars
2: so there that's was right. she's
1: on the road as well so it's going to be like a double shoot pretty much the
0: on uh, the road series or whatever it's called
2: and yes. laroe on the road yeah yep. that's going to be another vault productions uh special coming to uh oh it's called uh youtube.com slash Sid's Vault I believe is the web page so go check out Vault Productions on YouTube because you'll catch all these new series including us uh but you want to watch the World Series go to NBC Gold Track Pass and pay the 40 bucks because it's actually really good coverage and uh let's see yeah there was racing down in Florida and Phil couldn't go I don't think this year I don't think you were letting you in for the Daytona uh, Rolex 24 were they
1: no, I didn't. I didn't bother to even go to that. Uh, we we hung out at a buddy's house, had a big bonfire, watched a little bit on TV. I actually, I watched the Sportsman race from 417 Speedway more than anything. That was uh, a <laughs> that was a pretty good show.
2: I should have watched that, but I was I I'm, I get so involved in the twenty four that I will let literally put it on a TV like a small like nineteen or twenty three inch TV and just let the thing run all day. I'll let it run for twenty four hours.
1: Yeah, we had we had the bonfire. We had our little PA system that we bring out to Daytona every year, and a projector. We had that out there, so we were watching it. But I had the I had the race on my phone. I, I had to watch my my local boys.
2: Yeah. So I noticed there was a bunch of different divisions this year, and the LMP2s looked a little different, or something. But um, they had LM, they had DPI the Daytona Prototypes, they had LMP2, LMP3, uh, GT Le Mans, and GTDs were the only like two besides. Uh, the Daytona prototypes that weren't different in my mind. I don't know. It looks like the LMP2 and P3 cars are a little bit different than they used to be. Like, I don't, I didn't look into why, but they look like old prototypes.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what the differences are. I, I like that race for the intrigue of, you know, the different drivers, like Chase Elliott ran this year, Jimmy Johnson ran this year, Almondinger was there again. I like seeing that stuff and the, the diversity um the only thing i really that kind of caught my attention this year was they were talking about gtlm is going away next year and it's going to become gtd pro so i'm kind of curious to see what happens with like the corvettes and all that next year and how that's going to affect the bop and what goes on there so they're going to change the rules or is it the name I don't, I don't know yet. They haven't really, that I've seen, released a lot of information. I, again, like I said, I haven't really dug into it. Um, I kind of only found out about it when I was three sheets to the wind, watching next to the bonfire. So. Oh.
2: Hmm. So yeah, hopefully it's going to be at least similar. But uh, I did come up with a few results. Uh, I see Wayne Taylor Racing uh, picked up their third straight win overall in the 24. Uh, which is kind of intriguing because they've won what was it they've won 3 out of 4 uh and they actually switched manufacturers this year and uh Wayne Taylor left GM after like yep. 28 years of um partnerships he bought out the Penske team basically the Penske Acuras and they went out and won the 24 overall so that's pretty cool to watch uh, yeah. i believe they had uh who was it? F- was it Philippe Albuquerque or is it Philip Albuquerque? <laughs> Philippe
1: Ar- Albuquerque.
2: Whichever the fuck one it is. Um one of those. <laughs> sorry.
1: Fucking weird ass names. French. Fredric Frankenstein.
2: No, it's Frederick.
0: No, it's Frederick. Eigol. It's Eigol.
2: Eigol. Frederick. Yeah. <laughs> Philippe. Philip. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Oh, whatever. We're just ragging on this guy because we don't win these races. Uh, anyway, oh, should so... have
0: spelled it different then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, that's...
0: hey, fuck you, New Mexico. Your name is Albuquerque. okay?
2: <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. God damn it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I think that was Philippe Albuquerque, Ricky Taylor, Alexander Rossi, and Elio Castor Neves, uh, were on that team. So that's pretty awesome. Um, The LMP2 uh, winner was the 18 car that's Aero Motorsports. Um, I don't know who won, who got, who's driving these things. I'm sorry, because I was just kind of writing it down really quick. Uh, LMP3 was a 74 car. That's actually Bill Riley's car, uh, Riley Motorsports. Uh, GTLM, the number three Corvette with uh, Jordan Taylor brought it home at the end. I forget who else was with him. Again, typing really fast, and I didn't remember that I could actually hit pause on my recording um so anyway it was corvette's first win in five years and they went one two in gt Le Mans, and um the gtd i think that's a good story with the 57 windward racing mercedes amg team i think that was like their what was it their first uh daytona 24 i can't as as that kind of a team i'm not even sure it might have been but i have to look that up but that was a pretty cool story they were racing for the win with the ferrari for like 10 hours it was an awesome race to watch yep and then i think the ferrari got turned around with a minimal contact and just did not well, go they, well
1: that was in my eyes 100 percent the ferrari's fault the uh they were battling side by side for quite a while like you said and the ferrari it looked like tried to pinch him going into one and to avoid contact he dipped the left uh the AMG dipped the left sides into the grass, and when he did, the, the car the nose just took off, and he clobbered the left rear of the Ferrari and sent the Ferrari around.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. It's so, I, it's super unfortunate because um, they were just putting on such an awesome yep. race too, which really st- I loved watching it. It was such a good race. Yeah.
0: he gave oh, it the it, test of nerves, and the, and the driver of the EMG uh, passed that test.
1: Yeah, I was having a lot of fun listening to Dale Jr. and them call that particular battle, too, because they were talking about the side drafting, and it was funny, too, because in a couple instances, you could watch the cars coming down into the hard braking zone, and the wing on the back of the Ferrari would shudder back and forth under braking. And I don't know if that was the air thing or if they were wheel hopping or what, but they were they were racing hard, and there was still a lot of time left in the race.
2: Yeah, they were beaten. They were they were beating each other's bumpers down, and they were swapping the lead. Just a fantastic race, and they had yeah. I think it was uh, ten full course cautions at the end. Um, yeah, it really
1: wasn't that bad.
2: No, it wasn't horrible. They're they're trying to make a big deal out of it, saying, "Oh, ten full course cautions is we only had six last year." I'm like, dude, it's a twenty four hour race to only have ten full course cautions. That's not bad, you yeah. know. And they were legitimate full <laughs> course cautions.
1: Yeah, they had, they had six last year, but one of them was a four-hour fucking rain delay.
2: <laughs> I don't think they had so, an ounce of rain or weird weather at all this, uh, this race.
1: Dude, that was the nicest weather on Rolex weekend that I've ever experienced in my 17 years coming down here for this race. Yeah. It I, was 84 degrees on Saturday, beautiful outside, 80 degrees on Sunday, beautiful outside, not a cloud in the sky. I've never seen it that nice. All the best seasons. And yep. we couldn't go because
2: COVID. In Florida? Man. I Corporate thought
1: Florida's Run by liberals.
2: I thought Florida was America. I, I guess mean, Brett played
1: a Russian theme.
2: Oh, yeah. I should have played that, but eh. Oh, I can't find Nobody
1: it. Nobody talked about crate engines.
2: Yeah, we didn't talk Means. about them, so I can't. No, You've got no.
0: one right behind you. I see one. I see one. It's right there. <laughs> Memes, <laughs> memes soundboard 2018. Just <laughs> tell me which ones to use and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you talking half German. German. Pumpkin. I'm going to mute him. The same to me.
2: Yeah, you can mute him, right? I don't know.
1: Oh, I can mute him. I just can't unmute him. So.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's right.
1: You guys used to be cool. <laughs> We were never cool.
2: No, are you kidding me? This is, right. is... Yeah, I mean...
0: You're right. That was being nice.
2: Yeah, that would be just wrong. Anyway. So I have a segment that I would like to uh, plug for next... Uh, actually, next episode forever, for whoever is listening. I want to have people write in with their best racing war stories. Okay, and basically what, what, what that is is getting a. if you're a racer, you get in a bad wreck, you get into a fight, you have something eventful happen that's memorable, mostly negative, um, write to us at uh, MakingLapsPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them here on the air. You can see them on YouTube. You can have them, you know, everybody yeah. can hear them. It'll be cool.
0: Did you throw a refrigerator in a bonfire at the World Series?
2: Did you set a porta potty on fire?
0: Yeah, I want to know who that fucker is because after that, I got charged twenty five dollars more next year. Who is that fucker?
2: It's probably
0: Bill McNeil. Oh, he's dead. I'm gonna take his other eye.
1: (laughs) 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 Ouch! He wouldn't know the difference. (laughs) Oh dear, bitch! Hey, are we at a like a? a, a, Are we at a pause point for a second? Because I got to piss like a motherfucker.
2: Nope. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so, anyway. So, um, who's recording it? Aren't you recording it, Phil? Of course I'm recording it, but I'm not stopping it because I have to give it to Sid, and he would, like, be flip shit for having to fucking piece shit together. So, Phil, if you got to pee, shit. you go ahead. We'll talk. We'll talk war stories. We'll give everybody at least one of ours as a token, and then uh, when you come back, you can give one, and then we'll have like the end of the show and whatever else. Uh, peek behind the curtain. So
1: Sid can pause it.
2: No, we can't. Um, anyway, like I said, go ahead, go if you want. So Jesse. Anyway, if we're gonna have this segment where we have people write in and have war stories, obviously, like I said, we gotta give up at least one of our own. Do you want to go first or should I?
0: <laughs> okay, so there was this one time I was leading a race and I had uh, Corey Hutchins on the outside and then some poo puncher named Phil behind me trying to get underneath me.
2: <laughs> he had a crate motor, didn't he? Yes. Perfect. He's I finally got to puncher. use this thing.
0: Haha <laughs> uh-huh, still can't hear
2: me. He's a poo puncher. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we love him. Didn't you win that race? As a matter of fact I did. Sweet. Was great. Anyway. So what kind of war story do you have? Well like oh, I remember one time uh, well, very early first on
0: wreck that was I could talk about my my first ever wrecked.
2: I was gonna go there. I was gonna do this. I was gonna go nineteen ninety nine, Waterford where you went through the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the start of the race. I got pushed high by Norm Root, and uh, John Beesham went underneath me. It was like the first lap, and then the room just ran out, and I was on the outside mid pad and I had nowhere to go, and so I got shoved into the wall. Uh, and I hit one of the railroad ties or something, and it ripped off the right front fender. And those were the days, that was 1999. Those were days before... Hans devices. We had that stupid donut, like that was gonna oh, save my life. Oh, the neck
2: ring. Yeah, that's not gonna save uh, your ass. That'll just you give see, you worse, like basilar skull fractures because it's a pivot point.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> uh, it, it, I was so shocked at how far my head lifted up and outwards towards the steering wheel. I thought my I thought my chin was over the steering wheel and I was buckled up really tight. And, but I was 17 years old, and I was young, slender, and uh, uh, what do you call it—like flexible, like malleable, or whatever. I'd say
2: malleable. Yeah, young, dumb, yeah. full of cum. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I didn't get hurt that bad. I, I, I was, you know, I could crack my neck now, but in different places. <laughs> but uh, I was really shocked. So when the into the next year and the year after when baseless skull fractures were all the rage, unfortunately, in NASCAR.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I kind of had a firsthand opinion of what they were going to be, ended up feeling like, because my head went so far out. It, it was so shocked. So when the, the Hutch's device and uh, was the first one that came out, and then the Hans came out, you know, I was one of the first to grab those, and, and yeah, they were instrumental. Those, they were... You know, I wouldn't race without them.
2: Oh, I got the perfect thing for you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesse was that car was wasted. To be fair, that thing was a pretzel when we got done with it. I remember, oh, I remember stomping on the hood on the trailer because the hoods were steel back then, and because it was folded in half. And we never got the right front fender back. It's probably they probably extricated it when they pulled the railroad ties out when they put concrete in. It was probably still in there.
0: Yeah, they had the red flag to race to weld the wall anyway. So
2: yeah, we were done anyway for the night.
0: Ugh. So I should
2: go worst. into I should go into my first wreck, which also happened at Waterford, which I had relatively the same situation, but a little different. <laughs> it hurt a lot um I was in an x car now obviously people listening who don't who aren't familiar with waterford what's an x car well uh it's basically a glorified enduro car uh it's a stock vehicle x cars are four cylinder they're super x cars are eight cylinder if you're familiar with c con it would be a pure stock and a something else, I forget what they're called. Um, Pro four Sport something. 4. Sport 4. Sport 4. Yep. And, um, basically, I had a Mustang that I bought for 400 bucks. Like, full-on, the car ran and drove. It had a cage in it for $400. Like, this thing was cheap. Uh, the cams, the cam lobes were all wiped on it. It had a stock two-barrel carburetor. That thing was garbage. I mean, it was awful. Um, so... I'm in my second race ever, I think, and it was at Waterford. It was 2003, and I think I was going to college then, yeah, and um, I was, I forget what position I'm in. I'm probably mid-pack or something. We didn't qualify or anything, because we just showed up, practiced, and then they handicapped everybody, I think. Um, so I come out of, I go into turn three, and I'm a little bit high on the racetrack. And somebody was spinning out through the infield and throwing dirt on the racetrack, which I could have been much further down the racetrack than where I was. But I i don't know. I'm new to that, obviously. I had no idea what I was doing. So I was way up the racetrack, and I got it up a little too high and slid out on the flat. And I caught the, the dirt and crap that was up on top, all the debris and shit. So... <coughs> Excuse me. I get the car sideways, and I'm like, oh boy, this isn't going to be good. So I tried to save it, and obviously it takes about 15 turns of the steering wheel to get the thing straightened out. And I I caught it, and then I'm like, okay, now what do I do? And then before I could really react, the thing snaps back to the right, and I go straight head-on into the Armco in the front stretch wall. And after that happened, I'm like, oh, that hurt. And then immediately after that, someone T-bones me in the right side door. And I'm like, okay, I thought the first one hurt. The second one hurt worse. So the thing comes to a stop, and I'm looking around. I'm like, hmm, I guess I'm in one piece. I throw the window net down. I get out. The crowd starts cheering. And you know that it's bad if the crowd starts cheering when you get out of the car. Jesse, you know that. It's probably happened to you before. A lot. Yeah, a lot.
1: <laughs> a lot. A lot. I've <laughs> had that happen, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Phil hey, Phil's stuff.
2: back. Anyway, so yep. I get out of the car, and I look at the thing, and I'm helping the safety crew because the hood pins are so gashed in the thing, they can't even get the hood up to, haul, you know, to drag its carcass off the racetrack. So we get the thing back in the pits, we're looking at it, and the front horns are completely fucking shoved over to the left by like a foot. The radiator's hanging out of it, but... Obviously, we're not going very fast, so the thing doesn't look terrible. It looks like I could fix it. I walk around to the right side of the car where I got T-boned, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. There's a giant hole where the door used to be. The door's still there, but it's like a pretzel. It's like this. And I look in, and one of the door bars got broken off and shoved in so far it was six inches from my seat. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I was like, okay, this car is not safe. I think I ran it a couple more times after I repaired everything, but I'm like, I hung it up after that for at least five years I didn't get back into a race car after that. So, yeah, there's my first war story. So, all right, Phil, it's your turn.
1: The the one that sticks out in my head probably the most is Icebreaker 2018. Hmm. Jesse, this was all your fault. What? I'm sorry ahead of time. <laughs> Je- Jesse was probably three or four cars in front of me on a restart. Uh, I think you were probably running fourth because you were on the inside line. Uh, or no, fifth because you were on in the inside line. And I was like 11th at the time. Uh, and you dropped your overflow tank. Oh. <laughs> and it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it put water all over my windshield and I couldn't see. So I rusty went to water the, inside by the, of way. the track. Yeah, oh yeah, rusty water. It was bad. I was blind.
2: <laughs> we, we never checked that thing.
1: It, it, I went into turn one. I, I went to the bottom. I put my hand up and just going into the corner, Corey Fanning. I don't know if he didn't see my hand or what but he clobbered me in the left rear and it knocked me 90 degrees sideways and we were on pass rubber and you know how that is the pass rubber is all greasy so i slid through that rubber and i had the thing probably 45 degree turn on the wheel i I put i had a lot of wheel in it probably more than i should have and that probably added to what happened Hmm. but as soon as i slid up the groove out of the pass rubber it hooked and I just went head on into the wall. I never had a chance to hit the brakes. Um, it, it's funny because Kyle Giro actually owns the car now. And when he was going through the car, he said uh, the throttle pedal and the clutch pedal were both bent. And I don't <laughs> know how the hell the thrott- I was I was out of the throttle. So it must have been from the impact to hitting the wall. My foot slammed back on the throttle. But it was bent it was bent in the shaft where it comes through the side of the footbox. Spoiler alert, my car had a footbox illegal.
2: Yeah, mine did too. Who cares? Didn't make us faster.
1: Well, I can't I can't drive in the trunk. I need to have some room for my
2: feet. Yeah, we have long legs here, people.
1: The the initial hurt hit hurt enough. Um but because I had the full containment seat and the Hans and all that, I was like, all right, no big deal. It just hurt a little bit right in my collarbone, which I ended up finding was broken later. Oh, um, Jesus. Now I really feel bad. But, but Why? Troy, <laughs> Troy Waterman and Randy Waterman both hit me in the right side door at the same exact time. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure they knew there was a caution, but they had nowhere to go. And I'm sure there was a little bit of water on the track still from whatever residual came out of his overflow. It wasn't his and fault. <laughs> the side hits are what really hurt the most.
2: Mm. Yeah, they uh, my, suck the I
1: fallout. No, I rung my bell pretty good, bouncing between the headrest, and uh, I, I had a pretty good headache for a few days.
2: All right, so if you have your own war story that you'd like to type out and send to us, we will read it on the show. Send that to uh, Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. Matter of fact, we're at an hour here. So, Jess, I have a surprise for you. I'm going to play this for our outro.
0: Is it, oh, this is going to hurt? Oh, nope. that's the Delta Force.
2: Delta Force theme. So, you that's can a find. Delta
0: Force, theme. awesome movie, too, by the way.
2: Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin, come on. Delta
0: Force. <laughs> the Delta Force intros are like what got me into filmmaking. Yeah. From the 500.
2: This is why I wanted oh to play it. So. Hopefully nobody sues us, but it's on YouTube, so go screw. Anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at MakingLapsPodcast, Facebook.com slash MakingLapsPodcast. If you need a little helping hand finding those listening platforms, go on over to GleasonBrosRacing.com, which is the website that I do not update ever, and I don't know why. We have a Facebook page for the race team. I don't update that either. Uh, Anyway, you can find me at BrentGleason01 on Instagram and Twitter, uh, again, if you find me on Facebook, just don't be like, don't be like, don't take it personal if I don't friend you, I only friend people I really know okay, so just, calm down anyway, Phil, where can people find you at, since you have a nice new shiny microphone this week and people can hear you, New
1: Smyrna. yeah, New Smyrna Speedway uh, at P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S racing, uh on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, um You can watch this weekend on uh, Fan's Choice, or no, not Fan's Choice, NBC Gold Pass, and uh, watch all week. There's going to be a lot of good racing this week.
2: What used to be Fan's Choice. You should move aside and show people your number so people know what the hell car you're going to be in. Yes, that one. That one right there. Okay, so at least somebody will know someone down there who's racing. Jesse, where can you All
1: hand-painted.
2: It is all hand-lettered, which is pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool,
2: Jesse. Where can people find you? Since you have one place that you you know can be found at,
0: <laughs> I, I can be found at gab.com at eighty one.
2: Until
0: they get until that gets taken away, a d i e w
1: u n.
2: It's the frenetic spelling of, of eighty one, I suppose. So anyway, based on the
1: video, Jesse can be found in a black hole. <laughs> that's right. You can I find can be Jesse. No.
2: <laughs> if you walk down a dark alley, Jesse will find you, but you won't find him. So, anyway. Until next time, and I, I think and this was died. pretty inauspicious for our first YouTube showing. Anyway, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening.
0: And good luck, Phil. Go get a... Yeah,
2: kick ass. At least do something more than crash, please.
1: No, try try come and, come. and finish in the top five. That's my goal. Please. <laughs> Winner, don't come home. No more food for you. Come he owns back. his own home. No down.
2: He can come home with me, whatever. This isn't no, Iraq. Afford-
1: <laughs> I can't afford to fix this thing right now, so. I just spent 10 grand in the weekend, so.
2: Ooh, Ooh. Trailer
1: costs. Ooh. Nice. Trailer, generator, everything.
2: Well, yeah, with this
0: music, I'm definitely amped up, so I'm, I'm already inspired. Here you
2: go, film. Jess. I'll turn it up for you.
0: I am ready to watch film.
2: <laughs> I am inspired. Oh my god, listening to Paul Page call the Indy 500 with this song? Oh my god, I was ready. You know? we got to find that footage because not only was Paul Page just a killer announcer, this song's awesome. It just screams 80s, but it's epic.
0: Oh, the intro
2: was fantastic. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. We're just talking over it and people can't hear it anyway, but whatever. Alright, I'm out of here. Alright, peace.